three, we go. So thank you, listeners. Today we're talking about this chatbot and also the difference between chat GPT. By the way, in the last week, Nicole and Jay, we had a we had a session talking about what chat GPT can do and had actually done for Nicole. It wrote her resumes and and um, cover letters. So chat GPT is a for me, it's like a little bit more like a third engine, only that you can say, I want to have a resume because with my personal thing in it, right? So that you not get a, a robot resume, what everyone has. So you could, based on the prompting, can can uh, put your personal stuff in, right? And Nicole had a good example that she used it for, for travel plans, or she wanted to see... Like say five day Budapest and pack me yep. full of 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 stuff, right? So for the other product, and it had actually a name is called Job for Ninja Mobile. It's more then let's say you as a teacher, they might ask like let's say you have a a, a class and then some people are missing, and then everyone asks who's missing, what was the homework, right? So that's a scenario. So you could use then this, uh, that you put the answer, the homework for week five was page 88, lesson one to five. So then everyone who would be in your class, they don't, they don't message you, they just go to this chat bot and said, what was the homework for week five? And it would come up these answers. And this, this, this is so scenarios, even when you think about in the school, uh, what's the what's the classroom, right? So maybe it's changed every week, and then the people can ask, oh, for the week, next week, the classroom is number 10, like an example, right? And it was also, I mean, I don't know if you have this, but maybe other schools have this, that maybe uh, information from the, the students could be shared to, to, to uh, parents, right? So when the parents wanted to see of what's the grade for my, not before they get actually a notice, but before in inside the semester, then there, that could be a way that they could connect to the school, of course, secure, not everyone gets to this data, and they could, they could get this information. So it's information, information sharing software as a shutboard what would help the school and the teacher? So what do you guys think about this? First, McKenna. Um, I think honestly, it's really helpful because like when I was working as an English teacher in the private school, a lot of my students would just say, oh, teacher, what's the homework? And they just like would forget it or they didn't like write in like in their uh, planners. So I think it is really important to be able to have that in case they may not remember. So you could just ask like, hey, what was the homework that's due for next Tuesday? So it's super helpful because therefore they know they write it down and they're able to do the homework. So it just makes things a lot easier and more efficient, I would say. Yeah, I agree as well. I know for like older kids, for instance, um, they'll ask each other what was the homework and often they're pretty good with communicating with their friends. But for younger ones, obviously, you know, that'll really come in handy. You know, um, for young children, it does take more time. Even right now when I'm teaching at my school, it can take even five minutes just to write down, you know, the agenda. They're still learning how to do that. 
So, you know, obviously if one of their friends is sick, you know, it's going to be difficult for them to ask their friend, you know, what was, you know, the homework, what did we do this day? So I think that'll be helpful. And especially if like it's available in an app version as well, where they can get like a little notification for the parents, you know, on their phones or the tablets or whatnot. I think that could also be super helpful too. And then for university students, because I read that this could be used in colleges and universities. Again, while a lot of students do have like WhatsApp groups, so they do share these things. Obviously, if it comes directly from the teacher, you know, there's no like doubts or anything that way. So when I um, did this um, startup program with Lasalle Barcelona, they had a WhatsApp group where they actually, and I've seen this in, in other even my Spanish school last year, they had also WhatsApp group. And then they mean, but the WhatsApp group lives only that someone feeds this information, right? Mm -hmm. But if you had now this chatbot sitting in the WhatsApp group, and I showed that in the Telegram, yeah. that is similar concept. So the, then you could ask this question again, what, where's my room? What are the homework? What's the agenda? And also mm -hmm. think about if you have a hybrid model, that you have uh, students in class and also online. So what's my URL, how I could, could, could connect. Right? So, and then the yeah. other thing is, um, I talked to a professor also from La Salle, and he had, had told me about the onboarding scenario. So every semester, uh, there was only three ladies who were doing the onboarding and they got totally overwhelmed with the hundreds of students asking who is my prof, when it's going to start. And, and this is all kind of not replacing the teacher, but just assisting him. It's like making life easier, right? With this frequent answered question, right? Um, I think I definitely agree with you too, because I know like when I first moved to Spain, I had, to, I was trying to like take Spanish classes, but I forgot like the name, I forgot like the classroom. I had to take a lot of screenshots and look back at like my phone and find like the screenshots. So I think if I was just able to be like, Hey, what's the classroom number? Or, you know, like, where is this located in the building? It's a huge building. It's super helpful. It's like, okay, great. Here's the information. Now I'm going to go. Yep. Yeah. That's a good example. Yeah. The same thing happened for me because are you talking about the um the Institute Franklin that we did last year? No, no, it was like a Spanish school because I want to like learn oh, Spanish. Okay, That's why. Uh, but yeah, that also would help too as well at at our university. You know, that would be super yeah. helpful. Yeah, yeah. For me, like Nicole, she did the in person one. I did the online degree, so we had sessions every like twice a week, and each most professors did the platform, but some used it in different ways. Like some of them, we just access the class directly through the platform. Some would send us like a platform link every week. Some of them even use like other platforms like Google. Um, and I remember it was frustrating because every four weeks we had to like relearn how to log in the classroom, go back up in the WhatsApp to find the link. So I think that would be so much easier because it it could be a bit, you know, challenging at times trying to go through all of those messages, you know, and they're trying to find, you know, the link that we need or, you know, whatever information it is. Yep. Yeah. It, so much and it doesn't replace the platform, whatever yeah. platforms they're using and and yeah. I looked in that too. It just gives the information. Say, maybe you're having issues to log into to the platform. That happened also, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And also, people had wrong information for for Zoom, and they couldn't go. And yeah, so and also, we we did last year uh, 
an exam online and everything around this. I mean, this is anyway also also very complicated because then uh, I didn't have actually all the information available to do, to answer all my questions, right? And, and and then it's always the teacher that you doing the class, the only one who is supposed to help them, but you should also teach, right? So it's getting overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. I was also thinking this would be so helpful for like embassy websites because trying to get like a right like like a student visa or like a work permit would be super helpful. Like when I went to Korea, I had to get like a work permit, right? Because my school sponsored my visa. And I always had to like log in and it would never work the link. And I'd have to call the embassy. No one answers yeah. to the embassy. So it was just it was such a mess. Like I always had to like ask other people who are like in Korea the time zone. They do they respond back to you at like 7 a.m. when I'm sleeping and stuff. So it's really helpful, like you know universities um like schools obviously and like embassy websites like governmental websites for visas is super important mm -hmm. and just be like hey like uh oh for example like i need like an appointment for a visa okay when's the next um you know availability for a visa appointment I'm like okay certainly um computing right now next tuesday or next wednesday like thank you because the link never worked i it was it was in korean and i had to translate from korean to english so yeah it was a so it would be super helpful just to be able to really find somebody and like really just propose the idea. Absolutely. I and love also, that because I can. No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I can totally relate because again, I've like gone through that process and I remember applying for the student visa in Spain. Um, it was just very yeah. stressful, you know, trying to find out everything you need, emailing people and just, you know, not always getting responses. And yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think any kind of government website, even for like, for instance, if you need to renew your driver's license, or I even saw online this one girl who was getting married and changing her last name. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this, but apparently you have to go to like, I guess you'd go to the DMV for this process. But she said in her city, the next appointments they had were like two months away. So then she had to look even further out, like close to an hour away. So I think Again, this would be helpful for those two to try to find, you know, nearest appointment, nearest, you know, place to get this done. Yeah. So instead of taking hours often trying to find this information, you can find it instantly with these resources. Definitely. Even for doctor's offices too, as well, to make appointments. Yep. Yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah. You can use it for anything. Yep. So, yeah. So you, you're you looking this for kind of an expert service? I mean, again, for, for, for the students yeah. who coming, let's say... Spain. Let's stay Spain, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then you you could provide that this kind of service, but instead they're asking you always. You have a bot doing that for you, right? And they're sitting then yep. on your website and and That's yeah. Oh, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the the universities or the schools they could do this too. Maybe they have more volume of information to share, right? I mean, there was also someone asked me a couple of months ago how to switch from online student to on-site student. Because if you want to get a student visa, you have to be an on-site student here in Spain. That was my understanding, right? So, yeah, true. so again, Nicole, that this would be for every school, we, we could pitch it in that way. That I mean, then also the other the other thing is languages, right? Let's say a Spanish school is everything in Spanish, right? But the people coming mm -hmm. 
to Spain, they might be not so good in Spanish right now because they're coming to learn. So if they can provide it in different languages, right? Yeah, so they can program it from like, you know, English, Spanish, German, French, like Chinese, Chinese, whatever, Hindi, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people from India, they also like moved to Barcelona for like master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, and they have like working opportunities too. So yeah, there's, there's a mm -hmm. lot, absolutely for sure. It would be cool if they're able to program it. Is that possible? They could program it for different languages or only English? Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's not okay. an issue because how it works, okay. let me describe this. You put, it's like a language uh, or not language, di dialogue design. So you put the question in, said, what's the URL for the Zoom link? And then you ask this and then he gives you exactly the answer. But you could put this 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 question in also in a different language. And then, of course, the output would be in the same language, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so that, that that works. And if you play along a little bit with this, what um, I give you in, in Telegram, then then you can you can see and everything. Uh, it has to be all uh, given in, in in the database if to describe it that way. It has to be stored. It's not doing it from itself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Yeah. So then, then it seems a good idea. So then we, we have to go out and, and sell it and find someone who just tested, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter like promoting it and then that kind of thing. So just like finding like the VP or like anyone, you know, that's in charge of it. But yeah. So because you, you're working now for this school in Valencia, so you know which are kind of people would make then that decision to implement a system like this? See, that I'm not sure just because I just started at my school. I'm assuming that would have to do with, you know, the directors or the coordinators of the school. Um, but I can definitely see how something like this would be helpful for a lot of teachers I work with. For instance, like Nicole said, if a student is sick that day, you know, um, definitely for grades, you know, especially because um, I've noticed not just with my current school, but a lot of my students I've had in the past exams for one exams all tend to be around the same time. Like, for example, like, and I'm not even talking about final exams. I'm talking about, you know, English and history, whatever classes are taking. And that can be a bit, you know, a lot to remember. So I think also having a tool for students to use at home being like, you know, which exams do I have this week? And if they could even ask, like, what are the main points? Can I have a study guide for this exam? That's one mm -hmm. thing a lot of my teachers did. They would give us a study guide with the vocabulary words, you know, main points that they're going to cover in the exam. And then we would have to, like, look for that information and compile it. But to save the teachers time for making that, you know, something like this could instantly create it. And then the students have that for them. You know, so it saves the teacher time to plan, you know, their classes, think of engaging activities. And the students, they could use something like this to help them study and to organize and manage their time too as well. So you're saying, let's say there's an exam in four weeks and then they could ask, what are the things I have to learn for this exam? And then you would say, yeah. go go through the pages, I don't know, 25 to 45 and, and, and yeah. look exactly so then they can more focus what they have to learn to be the better mm -hmm. at the exam. So then, yeah. would, so then it becomes actually really also something what helps the students to be better graded because then they can really focus, not reading the whole book, the first first pages. So they're looking yeah. specific. This is what's always 
when I was learning a long time ago, that would that would be golden information to know what you actually have to remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. And plus I think it could help them manage their time too, because that's something I've noticed with um a lot of students because they have information overload these days, you know, not just their classes, but, you know, social media, lots of students are, you know, in a lot of extracurricular activities. It's a lot. So I've noticed a lot of students could need some extra support planning their time well and knowing how to organize their time, knowing how to study smartly. And I think mm -hmm. using these tools, the tools could give them some tips for that, you know, or they could even make a study plan for the next, you know, few weeks. Like this is what you can study. This is how much time you could spend. I've used ChatGPT before to be like, give me a study plan for achieving an A2 level of French in one year, and it'll break down by the months and everything. And so I think that could be great for students to help them. And they could feel less overwhelmed too, because a lot of students I've noticed do feel quite overwhelmed with everything they have to do at school, extracurriculars, you know, tools getting their attention too. So yeah. So again, to the different to ChatGPT, they're, they're getting it out of the the internet but this would be more specific for the school where mm -hmm. you are because let's yeah. say you as a teacher you put that together in a document and they're just mm -hmm. asking for it and get it then in their chat right so what mm -hmm. i should learn for the next exam then it comes in, in the in the answer box did that done that and mm -hmm. but you're yeah. the one who prepared that first and it's not somewhere in the internet where it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with with this class with that school right Mm -hmm. I was also thinking as well, since I work at a study abroad agency, uh, so I study abroad organization, there's so many programs, like they do like first year abroad programs, study abroad programs, teaching English abroad programs. Their website is so loaded with so much information and it's it's so overwhelming, right? Because there's so much you have to know and, and study and think and whatever. It just seems like a one chat, like just use like that chat GBT, like, hey, like what is the best fit program? I want to study this. I want to go here. I'm thinking this. And it's just like gives you like all those types of um options i would say because it's just easier within like one actual chat as opposed to like looking all over the website there's so many tabs it's, it's a lot like like you said it's a lot of information overload for everything you know so i completely agree yep because a lot of a lot of the people i've been talking to a lot of students they're like want to go study abroad and they're like oh i want to do this but there's so much information overload like how do i start how do i even do it and i was like okay first of all take a deep breath it's okay we're gonna help you out but it, they just don't know because they're juggling school and they're juggling other extra activities so and family yeah it's a lot for sure mm -hmm. so now we have to find a school who wants to test this out right yeah. <laughs> exactly we do like a demo and then they can check it out and that kind of thing yeah oh i so. mean yeah, so that, that, that would be it. But what else? I mean, this is great. So it's not only for administrative, and thanks, McKenna, to bringing this up. It's also for, for your style of teaching to, to help with the information overflow, right? Mm -hmm. To say, okay, homework, what I have to learn, maybe yeah. even even little little games what you can bring or something, mm -hmm. right? So, so something yeah. what... I mean, they're, they're used to, to shut. Everyone is shutting these days like the younger ones, whatever, everyone. So that this become for them natural, right? I love through shutting. <laughs> wow. 
I do have a question. Um, yes. You know, a lot of people who have been teaching for a long time or, you know, who just aren't used to using as much technology, um, they may face some kind of resistance with new types of technology. And um, even as awesome as like a lot of tools are, it happens, you know, just because people are uncomfortable with, you know, what's unfamiliar. So what is one way you would like, you know, introduce this technology and this tool in a way to prove that it'll help make their lives easier? It's all the depend on to, to show the benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like you brought good examples, homework, to focus on their, what they should have to study. And then, by the way, they don't need actually to do anything. They just provide the mm -hmm. information and then the system, the people asking them for that, and they will get it, right? So they actually do the same what, you, what they're doing now. If you say, if they ask you for the exam next week after, I don't know, two months in your class, you would come up and say, anyway, this is what you should focus. But now you put mm -hmm. it in the document and someone can ask this now 24 hours and they're not always mm -hmm. coming then to you. I mean, because, mm -hmm. so that is like, for these people who may be having hesitation with technology, they're not even involved in a way. They're just sorted out and they get less less questions and they can focus more on, on, on their teaching, right? So mm -hmm. I would say that's the biggest benefit and that they're actually not using this. It's other the, the, the students and mm -hmm. ask them. They don't have a problem to to use a shut board. I mean, they're shutting all the time. <laughs> Mm -hmm. right no. or i'm wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> i think that's good because i've seen a lot throughout the many schools i've taught in various countries that every time there's a new platform even for newer teachers like it often originally gets resistance because they're like another platform i have to need to learn something else and more work so I like how you're putting this like, look, you don't need to do anything. In fact, this could actually free your time because the machine is taking care of a lot of these things that you used to have to do. So yeah. I think that's that's good because that's and, what and teachers. Yes, exactly. And, and all what they're doing now anyway, like you have to come up homework every time you give them homework. So you have to do this anyway, only that you just put it available in the system. right? And mm -hmm. last year, the, the, the guy, the teacher, he created for every every week a, a doc document where he said what we all went through and then also the homework, see? That's and true. then and then mm -hmm. it's only the way instead to go to the to the school and finding this document because of some sharing issues, blah blah blah. So you just chat and say, What was the homework for Spanish class last week, right? And then so it's building also this kind of community. Then you I mean even uh, when you have this this um, this uh, chat groups, then they, they they can also reach out to each other. And I have seen this now in, in many classes that they provide this, right? So that mm -hmm. the the students itself become part of a community from your class. Like an example. Yeah, I have another good example too. Like one time I was sick and I like missed the homework for the class. We had to do like a, like a, we had to like write a paper or something. And I like asked like a few people in my class, they just like didn't get back to me. So I just didn't know what to do. And I finally like emailed my professor. But again, it just make things a lot easier because you could just ask those questions and the basically like the AI would just generate whatever answers that you needed. So it's extremely helpful. Mm hmm. 
And you don't okay. have to wait for people getting back to you too as well. Cause you know, people are busy, you know, people exactly. have their jobs or, you know, or if there's a time zone difference, like at my, with my degree, since it was online, we had um, four different time zones because there was a girl in Texas, me in the Canaries, most people in Madrid and one person in the Middle East. So, you know, time zones can make things tricky. Mm-hmm. It's true. How you managed this, I mean, and why was it, so it was an online class and then everyone could sign up from, I don't know, from Australia and whatever. Well, most people were in Madrid. Only three of us were outside of Madrid, um, which is me and then two other people. One person um, had a teaching position in the Middle East, and then one other girl was doing this to become a teacher. And with the Franklin Institute, most of the programs are on site, but they do have two options where you can do the degree online. But it's not like, you know, where it's like a distance class, like it's an actual like session like this where you have a teacher and you're all there in participation. It's pretty much just like a regular in-person class. You know, the only difference is you're you're with the computer instead of in a classroom. Um, and for me, since I still wanted to be in the Canary Island, and plus these people too are also teaching at schools in Madrid as well. Mm-hmm. So their practicum is in person, just the master's classes were online. And for me, I was still with beta. So I was teaching at my school in, in Canary Islands. And I loved it just because I still wanted to be in the Canary Islands for another year. Um, I And plus it just, I had a really good connection with my school. So this allowed me still to, you know, live out one more year over there while doing the master's degree and I didn't have to move and everything. So I loved it. It was great. So you went to the same institute, Nicole? Yeah. 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 So the thing is like, I study global higher education. It's like more so like working like the study broad field. However, I had to actually go in person on Fridays for about five hours. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a very long class, and I wish I had, like, an online class because I lived really far away from the university because I lived, like, in, like, this kind of center of Madrid, and the school is in Alcala. So I would have to travel one hour and a half every single Friday. And, again, that was just a lot of time, and, like, I, I was also working really far away, too, as well. So it would be nice if I had, like, maybe half online classes, half in-person classes to make things easier, but, no, that was just how it is. But otherwise, it's a great program. I wouldn't complain at all. It was good. So are there Spanish school or or the outside of Spain the school Franklin Institute from the name is already no it's 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 a university they they specialize in like bachelor's programs and master's programs my my organization actually works with them they work hand in hand yep exactly mm-hmm. yeah it's with the University of Alcala and they have the Franklin Institute where. Um, a lot of it's, you know, North American studies, and they have the teach and learn program, which is what we did, which is how we met um, study abroad programs, too, as well. So they do a lot. Yeah, there's a, a lot of like a correlation for sure, because the organization yeah. with has a partnership with Alcala, and they oh. really send American students to go study abroad in Alcala. Wow. And I really want to sell like, you know, Alcala is like a great study abroad destination. So yeah, yeah, Pretty cool. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. So that, that plays also in your new job a role now that you can actually, um, I don't know, talk about that school here in Spain, right? Because you have yep. experience. Right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, so a question to you, McKenna. So you're saying you're working for this one school in Valencia and you're doing also teaching by yourself, like the own, right? 
Yeah, I teach online and I teach at my school here. So it's, um, it's a lot, but I mean, I love it. So I like how I can do both because I do love teaching online. I like, you know, because it's, you know, often more personal connections with the students because they're smaller groups, but it's good to me for me to be outside, you know, with people like in person because like it can, you know, you can feel a little lonely sometimes just being in your room, you know, and plus it's a way for me to be in the culture as well. Cause even teaching at school, even though, you know, I'm using English, I still learn a lot about, you know, the culture in Spain and Valencia and the different places I've lived in. And it does help my Spanish. Cause when you hear the teachers talking to the students in Spanish, you know, that helps you listening. And then I talk with the teachers in Spanish. So, so I think it's great. I can have both options. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, but so but how you manage your your students when you do it on your own? So oh, you're gonna very you good that, time. You mean that there needs also some administration because in the school the administration is done by the school, but but if you're on mm -hmm. your own, so you have to deal with that too, right? So yeah. there could be could be a good idea if if that goes further that you could deploy something something like that for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of teachers out there I've seen on social media who do have, you know, like practically their own business, you know, teaching, not just DSL, but, you know, teaching some kind of skill. So, um, you know, I think that would be great for them to help them organize their time, also helping them create digital courses, which I see a lot of people, also a lot, a lot of life coaches who, you know, it's not exactly education but you know they do create their own courses you know they do lots of online activities and I could help them with you know that as well and they are educating their clients in a way about you know business or self-improvement so so I think something like this could be really helpful for them as well oh yeah yeah, I mean, yeah I agree. but the point is then we would have to create something like like a service because not everyone has a website doing this so we would we would have to create them a service and say, oh, they can use that service for their own teaching, right? And by the mm -hmm. way, next week we're gonna talk with a kind of life coach, so that would be very interesting. <laughs> so we have a guest next week. What's his name again? Oh, Justin. Justin, yeah. It's it's basically it's basically my friend Bishik's friend, so that's why. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so you have some some more questions. How we how that or you understand that the benefits? I mean, you don't need to understand mm -hmm. the technology, but it's more important how it could help teachers and schools, right? And mm -hmm. and then um, Nicole and I, we want to bring this out. We want to talk to to more schools and on solo solo teachers or whatever you call them they have their own business right but this is also a good idea you brought up for everyone else like you I mean who everyone who does online teaching and for life or whatever other other topics right it's true <laughs> good so anything else no yeah, I think, again, the benefits are really helpful for teachers. It, it sounds like it'll take up a lot of, like, the really, you know, more tedious tasks yes. that, you know, are not hard, but do take up time. And then it'll leave them with more time for, you know, planning more engaging lessons or thinking of, you know, 
know, like different kinds of activities to use? Because I know a lot of teachers have expressed they would like to do different things, but often there's just not enough time in the day to plan, you know, because they have lots of other things to do. So I think this could be helpful for them. And then the students will benefit, you know. Yes, because the time-saving uh, factor and then also the student get the information in a better way, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. I so, agree with you as well. And I think also able to apply to anything, like any business, embassy, school, organization, anything really, doctor's offices, like you said as well, which is nice. So they have, it's very versatile and it's very beneficial for anybody. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah de deploy this is now for even a music management company. So I didn't know. So yeah, so we have some stuff to do. So thank you, McKenna, uh, to be our guest to talk about this. And then if you if you and if you uh, want to promote your blogging page, let us know. We do a session just for that. Okay. Oh, cool. Yes, <laughs> that yes, would be please. great. It's I am amazing. starting to write more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Thank you. No problem. Thank you all so right. much. Thanks. Thanks for asking me again. Okay. No bye bye. Bye bye. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. bye.